I'm Aiden. And I'm Graham. And welcome to the California Gold Rush Podcast. Today, as the title says, we are going to be talking about the California Gold Rush. More specifically, the causes and effects of it. First, we need to go back, way back, when California wasn't even a state. Back to the Mexican-American War. Aiden, take it away. The Mexican-American War was fought from May of 1846 to February of 1848. The war was started by the annexation of Texas. The United States Army was outnumbered by the amount of professionally trained soldiers of Mexico. However, 60,000 people later volunteered to fight. The American Army had the advantage of leadership, morale, and navy. The Americans won every battle against Mexico. The war was brought to an end with the Treaty of Guadalupe Hidalgo. The United States received California, the Mexico Territory, and the hot topic of Texas. Mexico received about $15 million, which was the same price as the Louisiana Purchase, and they also lost about half of their land because of the war. Wow, that, that is a lot. And if it wasn't for the war, I don't think gold would have been discovered by the Americans at a good old John Souter's mill. Another group of people probably would have had the glory of it. Good point. I am more interested at the name you mentioned, John Souter. What went over there, and how did they discover gold? That's a good question. Well, we start with John Souter, who's a German-born Swiss pioneer who, after a pretty rough patch with his wife and business in Switzerland, moved to California in 1839. He persuaded the Mexican governor to grant him land on the Sacramento River, and he built a fort with the creative name of John Souter's Fort and set up a small industry for trade, manufacturing, and hospitality. In the process of upgrading an old sawmill on the water, he saw specks of a yellow substance in the river. After taking it out and checking, he made the conclusion that it was indeed gold, and this was the match that lit the fire to the mass migration of people. These mass migrations must have been what led to the growth of California and the creation of big cities that we know and love today, such as San Francisco. Uh, hold, hold your horses. We will get to San Francisco later. But on the topic of mass migration, as soon as the news got out from the messengers in California, people from all over the world started to immigrate over to the U.S. The most common people were the Eastern U.S., Europeans, South Americans, and especially China, who's estimated more to be 25,000 people migrating over. This is to be known as the biggest mass migration in the U.S. history. And soon, small towns called shanty towns popped up all over Cali. So towns, popular ones, like San Francisco and San Diego, these sprouted from nothing and over time gained more and more inhabitants. Towns like these are alive today and what make up a lot of California. These people that migrated and became the miners eventually became known as the 49ers, which so conveniently became the name of their NFL team. This city and state has, as a whole has a rich history. Some of this history can be bad, though. Mainly the treatment of the Californios and Native Americans. As the immigrants kept coming in, they were pushing out those groups of people. They would die out because of conflicts and disease. The people that once populated California were reduced to almost nothing. Additionally, the land that they fought for and tried to preserve was ruined. Loggers came in and took away hundreds of thousands of acres away to make room for their mines. The logs got transported via the rivers, and this is what ruined them. Sediment from the bottom and other areas were being pushed up into the stream and made it undrinkable and disgusting in general. The 49ers came in and took things away. Hopefully they struck it rich and were able to live a good life with the riches they found. These quote-unquote 49ers seemed like they'd be living the time of their life with all the gold, but in reality, it was a shithole. Miners were the most abundant workers in California. Most of them came from backgrounds that had financial failure. Hoping to strike it rich was the goal, and many of them left everything behind, including children's and wives, family, and so on. Many of them also had money problems and needed to find a solution as soon as possible. When towns like San Francisco are built, in the matter of weeks, there's a lack of planning. It was evident when it rained and entire houses were flooded or got moved via mudslides. Miners lived in tiny shacks all over the place and in the caves. There was little to none clean air. Air quality was bad and many of them ruined their lungs. 
There was no safety precautions back then. Some miners lost fingers, feet, arms, and sometimes their lives. It was rough, but most thoughts about the outcome of them finding it gold and striking it rich. Hope. Hope is what really drove these people. <laughs> exactly. Even if a miner didn't strike gold, it helped create an economy of the time. They benefited the economy big time. Many people didn't look as, at gold as a source of money, but the people as a whole. As these mining towns sprouted and grew, more businesses would be, would be made. These businesses would be selling gear that would be beneficial to miners, such as pickaxes, pickaxes, dynamite, and even jeans. Jeans is, is a surprising one, but people needed a pair of pants that wouldn't tear after a hard day's work. This is where the popular brand of Levi's got started. Another that big business that came into play were the banks. When people come over, they had no money, so they need to get loans. The bank would issue the money out and receive it later with interest. Henry Wells and William Fargo were the first to do, to do this. Their bank is still around today. A final type of business that struck gold without mining was restaurants. People were coming from all over the world and didn't always have the food that they were used to. Eventually, these restaurants grew, and the miners were able to get a little taste of home while being so far away. You know, honestly, you could probably make a fortress during the gold rush without even having to mine the gold. Exactly. I was just wondering, though, was California's transition to statehood smooth? It's a good question, but no. The 36-30 parallel line and the Compromise of 1850 really uh, had an interesting effect on California. So California originally wanted to be annexed into the country as a free state, but the 36-30 line stated that, yes, it was technically below it, and the South wanted to claim it as a safe state. So the Compromise of 1850 changed that, giving Missouri as a slave state, which is above the 36-30, Maine as a free state, and then granting all territory below as, um, as slave states or free states above. This, can't. this California was at a standstill, but it ended up being solved with the creation of New Mexico. Whew, that, that's a lot of information to take out once, but it was very informative. I have got to agree with you there. I mean, I have nothing else to say. Do you got anything? I am all good. Thank you for listening to the podcast on the California Gold Rush.